0: We welcome you in. This is another episode of Casting Light, bringing you stories of recovery and hope from inside Gutting Light here in downtown Grand Rapids, Michigan. We appreciate you listening, wherever that might be. I'm Phil Tower, your host for this and every episode of Casting Light. We hope you'll check out our past episodes as well. And we remind you, most importantly, today's episode and several past episodes have been underwritten very generously by Treadstone Funding. Treadstone Funding makes this episode possible. So we thank them for making this happen, giving them a shout out in this podcast. And we remind you on every episode of Casting Light, we bring you stories directly from the men who lived them, men who were living in darkness, then found light and a new life through the programs here at Guiding Light. Your donations to the programs at Guiding Light give these men a safe and supported space to continue their journey. And realize their God-given potential. And as you've heard in many of our past episodes, it's literally a new lease on life, and it's hard to put a price on that. But the donations make this recovery, which is completely free, a reality. In this episode, I am very pleased to be joined by Brad, who serves as a sponsor here at Guiding Light. Brad is a California Well, I guess you're kind of a California native. Mom and dad were Ann Arbor natives and moved out there. Uh, But uh, you've been in West Michigan for about 20 years or so. Welcome to the program. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, thank you for having me. So you're a sponsor, but you have a bit of a backstory before that, Brad. And I want to hear about that. You... um, You were an addict yourself. You were a drinker. Yeah, I was an alcoholic. You were an alcoholic and you, it sounds like from what we were talking about uh, before we turned on the microphones today, it sounds like you were living a successful life, but alcoholism was a part of that. Is that a fair characterization? Yeah, that's
1: very fair. What was life like before you got sober? Um, well, way back it was, it was great. You know, I would probably be labeled more of a, um, functioning alcoholic, successful functioning alcoholic. And, um, when I moved out here, um, kind of retired at 40, uh, lived in St. Joe, um, couple episodes of bad things, recession, my brother died, kind of excuses then to drink. And then once I crossed that line, it was, um, it was downhill pretty quick
0: yeah and when you say across the line that was that was when you knew
1: you were abusing alcohol uh, I knew I lost the ability of choice and <clears throat> I could not not drink hmm. and with because of that um, I was getting myself in just a really dark place um, prior to coming to Grand Rapids I was in a motel room somewhere in Ann Arbor area um, Drinking myself to death, wanting to die, and I looked myself in the mirror, and it was kind of a white light moment for me. Uh, I just didn't want to die a drunk, and uh, made a phone call. Somehow, I was talked to somebody at Turning Point, which is a uh, detox uh, facility here in Grand Rapids, and I got an appointment um, November twelfth, two thousand fourteen, and I've been sober ever since. Congratulations. That is a long time in sobriety. That's not an
0: easy thing for a lot of people to achieve, so I know that means a lot, but that, to have your life at a point, and if I can say so, to be able to retire at 40, you had a lot of success and then life hit you with you know some difficult things that happen in life and t- tragic things, losing a family member I can certainly appreciate that. They can really throw you for a loop, but you really were wise in saying, you knew you had a problem when you when you lost that ability to say no, it, you knew you were, it was powerless.
1: Exactly, and, uh, and scary, you know? Uh, and we don't, at the time, you don't, there's no sounding board out there um, because you don't want to admit you're an alcoholic, but mm-hmm. on the other hand, your life dictates something's going wrong and it boils down to uh you have a problem with drinking yeah and whether it was a god moment or
0: something else to have that ability where you can look in the mirror and say okay i don't think i want to go out this way I, i mean that's a real gift you found sobriety it was not here at guiding light but now you are really paying it forward by being a sponsor here what was sobriety like for you where where you got treatment and became sober and found guiding light help us and help our listeners understand how that path all happened
1: yeah when uh within the first week of being in grand rapids at the uh, turning point facility basically to get detox there and then go to a sober home um they say it, we read about it every day and how it works. You know, uh, I'm willing to go to any length to get sober. I never want to pick up a drink again. And I got a sponsor that um, something about him I really liked. I liked the way he interacted with people, and I didn't really know what that meant at the time. But um, after we started getting together and uh, working these steps, um, he would, I remember his first time. He told me I was about two weeks sober still shaky as can be and mm. somebody was in the meeting um, and they said they've had two days of sobriety and they were in bad shape and he asked me to go over and just say hi to him and tell him it does get better and I couldn't understand that I told him I have 14 days of sobriety if that and he goes he can relate to you because you got 14 days and life is getting slowly but better Versus me with 25 years, he can't relate to that. Yeah. So I saw, and then that feeling of shaking somebody's hand and sitting down and, you know, understanding what he's going through, because I'm still going through it, um, was kind of magical in a way. You know, and it felt really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't sponsoring until about seven months, but that felt good to, you know, give somebody a little bit of hope if, if, uh, if that was possible at the time.
0: You ended up being a sponsor at Guiding Light. How did you learn about Guiding Light? How did you end up here in this role?
1: Again, my sponsor, um, he would come. there had a Tuesday night AA meeting, and he brought me right away uh, to this Tuesday night group, um, probably within the first month of my sobriety. And, and then about after six or seven months, um, I started sponsoring guys he gave me the green light i did the steps um worked the program and he felt i was ready to go and slowly but surely people would come up to me um at meetings and ask me if i'd be willing to sponsor them and you know the answer is yes you know when somebody reaches out the hand of AA should always be there for them and mm-hmm. and it's you know we we talk about it a lot you know you have to give it away to keep it but it is an absolutely priceless gift to helping another alcoholic recover. There's nothing like it, and it gives you a purpose. And, you know, I'm so, so blessed to have that opportunity. Yeah, I got to believe, not
0: having struggled with addiction, but I, I have to believe that this would be so difficult if not. And there are some people who can do it, just quit cold turkey and they never drink again, but having that support of a sponsor it's got to be just that extra added support system and and so much be more than that it can be a supportive phone call it's that looking you in the eye it's it's all of those things it is really as you have seen it and lived it it is really kind of that secret ingredient to to sobriety
1: isn't it absolutely um you know i as a Early re- recovering alcoholic, um, and we've most alcoholics have tried to do this on our own uh, multiple times, multiple scenarios, and we fail miserably. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the disease is uh, progressive and fatal. Um, it's in every you know medical journal in the world. Um, it's too powerful for to do it on our own, and and you need a sponsor to navigate these steps. and And I was fortunate enough to have a good sponsor to work these steps thoroughly. And, you know, in doing so, um, we become accountable to one another. And that's another huge component in recovery is being accountable. We keep an eye on, mm-hmm. you know, our, our fellow alcoholics. If we don't see them around, we kind of get a little bit nervous. Um, but that accountability and, and to do these steps with a sponsor is key. And I don't, I don't see getting sober without one. Um, will last that long and I just had a lot of questions and he was able to satisfy those
0: what has it meant for you to sponsor some of the men here
1: at guiding light I'll tell you nothing makes me feel better to see somebody getting better mm. and all of a sudden you know here in guiding light it's such an incredible community um, they get to a lot of different meetings they're exposed to the, you know, different clubs, and, and they can make their, they can actually make their own choice on who they want to sponsor. Um, and if you don't, if the first sponsor doesn't work for you, that's fine, get another one. Yeah. Um, we As a sponsor, I don't take that personally at all. Mm-hmm. It's all about your recovery, and that's what we want. And and it is such a gift to see them get it and, yeah. and see that gratitude and their, that just that light go on. And uh, that keeps me coming back, and that keeps me in the middle of this program. You said something I think
0: is real important to just pause on for a moment, and that is that maybe a sponsor, the first one, is not the right one. How do you know when you are clicking with one of the men here at Guiding Light when there's that connection made? What kind of signs do you look for?
1: Well, um, one, they take suggestions, meaning um, if I told you to give me a call or text every day, you, you do it um we all did that that's learning that accountability and being you know accountable to one other person you know we're you know whatever's said and done between us it's confidential and but if somebody's not doing their end from my perspective i'll let them go you know maybe i am not the right type and i'll talk about it you know again we don't want to jeopardize anybody's fragile early sobriety but you know, I could also connect them with somebody that I think would be a better fit, and that's that's just the way it is. You know, it's not everybody is the right fit, but it's a, it's not a personality contest. It's you know, hey, it's survival. We're sick. We need help.
0: Yeah, and I, I think, as someone who works with the men here at Guiding Light, we're speaking with Brad, who's one of the many successful sponsors here of men who go through the recovery program at Guiding Light. I think you see men at all stages of their life that I mean addiction can impact you whether you're 17 or 37 or even 47 it just it can happen at any point in life and and you with your experience in living life and then having alcoholism become a part of your life that brings a, a certainly a different set of life experiences which all help and yet at the same time those years of sobriety you going on what was it eight years Mm -hmm. you said which is amazing i gotta believe brad that this sponsorship thing that really just kind of is another you know it's another investment in another year of sobriety and, and maybe even beyond that it it is really a way of just reassuring that because you need to have that credibility as you talk to these
1: men well yeah and for me um i'm just taking out another insurance policy every time i sponsor somebody um i get so much out of it it's not a job it's an opportunity and i cherish that you know and again my sponsor sponsored a, a lot of people um my sponsees uh sponsor people because that's the truly the real gift um is that giving back and coming to guiding light you know um this is like the front lines these are people that come in here they're vetted pretty well they get in here they're in a lot of pain um life is not they're not on a winning streak whatsoever and they need help and they don't really know what to do and and being available for them is an opportunity for both of us and they have to get a sponsor here because they know how important it is in getting sober. And and so I get to see these guys come in raw and I could yeah. read their minds and if I need to go up and just kinda of introduce myself, make it less awkward, you know, I could I could pick those in the crowd pretty easily as well. I know this question or this answer
0: is different for everyone who's gone through recovery and then sobriety what, what do you think is the hardest thing for men that you counsel as they go through this journey uh,
1: primarily it's asking for help um it's it's we have a feel of that it's a weakness i can do this on my own oh, yeah. um you know i don't you know we, we have to remind them you know your will got you here okay you don't know any other way to live at this point it controls everything and we kind of after time that that power goes away and there's we learn that there's something out there greater than us that keeps us sober um i know for myself i do not keep myself sober i turn turn it over to a higher power every day before i start my day on my knees and that was taught to me i would never would have suggested that to myself it was awkward as hell you know yeah but it's part of my program now and ever since i started it i haven't had a drink So what I did yesterday and I didn't drink, I'm kind of doing the same thing today. Yeah, and I've heard so many men say that 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 spiritual
0: acknowledgement, that spiritual factor, which is never drilled in anybody, it's never forced upon anybody here at Guiding Light, but it is so key in a long-term recovery that it just happens almost just, as a matter of fact, it just kind of happens as a part of the journey.
1: Oh yeah, and it, it's a wonderful thing. It really is, you know. And in, in every meeting I go to, um, at the end of the meeting, I when I get like in my car, I have this little spiritual buzz. The honesty in these rooms, <laughs> the pain—it's like you know our our families don't don't get it. We're in a room of people that are like minded. We understand what we're going through, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's easy for us to open up, and that's that's why it was founded by two guys talking about their alcoholism and i think it was 2010 1935 AA was formed when dr bob and bill wilson got together yeah and i think the thing that's so amazing when i hear you say
0: about this about guys just openly sharing what they're feeling what they're afraid of what they've gone through what their hopes are their regrets that we as men are just not generally wired to be that good at doing this so that's a cool thing. That's That's gotta be a grace thing and a higher power spirit thing right there in itself, you know?
1: I, you know, an alcoholic can gain a trust of another alcoholic in a matter of minutes, because we've been there. If you haven't been there, we're not interested. Your feedback actually means nothing. But an alcoholic that sits here and goes, oh yeah, I've been there, done that. Um, it's like, really? You know, I'm not that, you know, far off, you know? And it's like no, you. We're all been there. We've done that. We have steps that walk us through those as well, so we don't live in the past and uh, or get too out ahead of ourselves. We try to live this stuff one day at a time. I am so appreciative of you telling your story.
0: If you knew someone listening to us right now in this podcast, and we don't know who is listening, but let's just assume there are some people struggling for whatever reason, life came at them pretty hard, and now they have completely lost control. They can't make that choice to stop drinking. Um, what would you say to encourage them or give them hope or at least stand up and look in the mirror like right. you did?
1: Well, I think in that case, like for me, um, I knew i I've lost control. I lost the ability of choice, and if you're at that at that road, that intersection, you know, my recommendation would Just go to a meeting. They're easy to find, easy to to locate online. And uh, go to one and raise your hands. I'm a newcomer. And believe me, the the hope he'll feel or she'll feel after that will be amazing because we'll be all over that person not to do anything but make them feel welcome and get them to the next meeting and then slowly but surely – we'll welcome them to the group and hopefully get them on the, on the path of recovery. Yeah. It's a win-win for all of us.
0: You know, I can tell, and this is a podcast so people can't see you, but I can tell the joy and the, that buzz you describe. I can see that on your face. That's a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. I am so appreciative of you sharing your story. And on behalf of everyone here at Line, I wanna thank you for being, there. I know the sponsorship role is really critical I I can tell you take this role very seriously, yet you derive a lot of joy and satisfaction, as you should, from this. So thank you for what you
1: do. Very welcome. My pleasure.
0: We appreciate hearing Brad's story and just that story of, of pouring into men, giving them hope in this journey, on their journey to recovery. And we remind you, And Brad knows this. These men he works with here at Guiding Light, they are going through this recovery program at no cost to them whatsoever. It is completely free thanks to your donations here at Guiding Light. You are giving men a safe and supportive space to continue their life journey and realize their God-given potential. We would ask that you would continue to do the same. And if you are so inspired by hearing Brad's story, Make a secure donation at guidinglightworks.org. That's guidinglightworks.org. And most importantly, if you enjoyed this conversation and you enjoy our podcast, tell a friend, subscribe to the Casting Light podcast, share it with someone, and if you feel so inspired, leave us a review. With your help, with your support, with your word of mouth, we can attract more listeners, grow this podcasting ministry and share more stories of recovery and hope and that we so appreciate and it's going to happen with your help thank you again for listening thank you for your support and until next time on behalf of guiding light and of course for casting light this podcast i'm phil tower we appreciate you listening